And I swear it has been the biggest life changer. And honestly, not even just with my business, but in my life, because all of the mindset work has put me in a completely different place, I feel like, in my life. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hey there, welcome back. It's Emily. I'm so excited that you're here for another week of an interview. An interview, a conversation, it's always a conversation, that's what I say. But this one was recorded uh, as a Facebook Live at first with one of my students, Laura Schaefer. She owns a boutique in Pasadena, Maryland, which she's going to tell you a lot about. But one of the biggest things that I really want to get across to you with this particular episode is Laura is going to talk to you about how the system I teach works. It works if you put yourself into it. It works if you do the work and you show up and you ask the questions. Laura is an incredible student. And because of that, she has had incredible results. Whether you've taken a class with me in the past or you're thinking about it in the future, I want you to know that there are results available to you on the other side of this. If you've taken a class with me in the past and you felt like, oh, I really didn't get the results I wanted, maybe go back to it. Maybe there were pieces that just didn't hit right when you first went through it. I have a couple students who go through their courses every single year. I want to show you on this episode the proof in the pudding of Laura's hard work combined with what I teach and how I teach it. This works and it could work for you. She is a shining example of someone who came in to Boutique Basics Bootcamp at the perfect level and worked her way up, made more money each month, then went into Six Figure Boutique Blueprint. And she has gotten her online boutique now to be a brick and mortar. So she's going to talk all about that. I'm so excited for you to hear. She has so much wisdom. So don't turn this off. No matter where you are in the stage of your business, Laura and I talk about really important fundamentals and really precise things that she did to grow her boutique business. So you're going to want to listen to this. So enjoy my conversation with Laura Schaefer. Laura, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about your store? Hi, everyone. I am Laura Schaefer. Um, My boutique is Queen Trail Boutique. I'm located in Maryland. I started my business a little over two years ago, and I was just online, and I had discovered Emily through probably, I feel like a lot of people um, from her podcast and from the Facebook group, kind of stalked her (laughs) for a little while, and then finally decided to sign up for Boutique Basics Bootcamp um, in, I believe it was March is when I started. Yeah, March 2020, last year, right? So I was like super motivated and I was also super bored because I had just had hip surgery. So I was just in this like sponge <laughs> like mode where I was just reading a lot, listening to all the podcasts. I was in bed, decided to sign up for boot camp, um, finished that. And immediately, like when that was over, um, as soon as Emily posted about the six figure boutique blueprint, uh, six figure blueprint, I was like, I think I want to do this. Because I had a good understanding of how 
the boutique business should work and how to kind of like initially get things to an okay place. Um, but then of course, immediately after I was like, okay, well, I understand how it works. And now, I, now I want to make more money. <laughs> so I signed up for that and I swear it has been the biggest life changer. And honestly, Emily, not even just with my business, but in my life, because all of the mindset work has put me in a completely different place, I feel like, in my life. Um, the way that I think now, my motivation, um, my everyday thoughts, um, my doubts have gone away, my faith in myself has increased, my faith in my business has increased. So thinking of one particular thing to take away from the six-figure class is just like, I seriously had to think really hard for the past week. Like, and I read these a lot. Like I have all of the books from the class and workbooks. And I really think I have to narrow it down to mindset. Like it's not that I was in a bad place before, but you have no idea how much better your business can be when you figure out that aspect. So that was huge for me of anything. Like everything is helpful. Everything has like dramatically improved my business, but I feel like I wouldn't have even been in the place to do those things to improve my business if it weren't for the mindset work, hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. It's so funny. I joke all the time. People come in and they're like, I'm good. I'm good. And then they leave and they're like, so the mindset stuff, like really good. <laughs> like, and not that everything else isn't good, but like you said, I feel like mindset is the one area of mindset margins marketing that really does trickle to everything and trickles to your life. I want to ask you to tell your story about like what the changes were that you saw over time. Cause I think that's really powerful. Your story. Yeah. Cause I also, I started on um, my business like a little over two years ago. Um, it was in October, which is funny, really quick side note. I discovered when I looked at my business license, did you know that I opened my business officially exactly two years to the day that I opened my storefront. My storefront opened on October 24th and I looked and I realized, oh my gosh, like it was two years to the day. So, but I started my business off at home. So I'm sure the same way that you are. Um, I had a very small inventory. I mean, when I started in my house, I had two rolling racks. That was it. So I had maybe like 15 different styles total. And I bought like one pack of each. Um, and if things weren't moving and it took that part, like, I feel like you kind of have to start off with knowing who your ideal customer is, because then when you have the right pieces for her, like she literally wants everything that you have. And with a small inventory, if you're noticing things aren't moving, what I have done and still do, I have things that I just reworked and restyled and brought back out on my floor that I've had since fall and they're selling because I restyled it with something. So if you have something that's been sitting and you're using the same photo that's been either on your Facebook, your Instagram, your website, change it up, style it with something different and maybe either go live with it or do a quick little try on video with it and just drawing attention to the product when you have a small inventory and like one piece, for instance, like if you have one jacket, you can show multiple different ways to wear it. So then people see the versatility in the piece and it doesn't feel like, hey, it's just this one thing that I can wear one way. Yeah. So that still to this day works for me because I don't, like my store is still small. Like I don't have a massive inventory. Um, 
but I move things around a lot. So if you're in a storefront, which I don't know if you are or not, but I rework the way that your site is like re um, if you have Shopify, I sometimes will change the order instead of it being from the newest item trickling down to uh, the older items, re-photograph some of those older items and then manually move them up to the top. So people think that they're new. People always want the new stuff. So that was helpful for me too, with kind of restyling things, posting a photograph again and kind of moving it back up <laughs> in your uh, collection. Yeah. I think what you said too, about your ideal customer, like if you have great pieces and they're not selling, most likely it's because you're not clear on your ideal customer because you're, and you're not speaking to her. You're not like using her language. And that's such, I feel like that's a tricky place to end up on. Right. Because figuring out your ideal customer takes work. I mean, we cover it in both boot camp and blueprint and you took it back to back. Like you went March to, to May, yeah. Camp and then June or May or June to like I think August, it was June. September. I signed up in May and it started in June, I think, to right. August. Yeah. Yeah. You just um, went like the whole six months. And yeah. we go through ideal customer twice. Did you feel like that was a big game changer for you too, in terms of just like cause cause you started and you know, my favorite piece about your story, and I continue to repeat it, is like you increased a thousand dollars in sales, like every month taking the courses. And it's like, do you feel like the ideal customer was a moment for you where things shifted? Definitely. Because I think what I was trying to do, like, it's a really fine line between uh, looking at other boutiques and using that as motivation versus competition, because we're all different. Um, And that's a very when you get in that competitive mindset or, or the comparison where you're like, oh, she has this and she's doing that. It's kind of like, it's, it's so different for everyone. And it's the hardest thing to explain, but in the classes, like, and yeah, in boutique basics, you got the main gist of it, but it gets so much deeper with the ideal customer of her actual hot, like so many things about her that really get you crystal clear on like, it is no question with the type of products you want. Like, when I first started, I was in that kind of headspace where I was just like, what's the next popular item? What is everyone else carrying that I need to carry? Instead of me being like, I don't need to think about them. Their customer's not my customer. And really getting in touch with what products spoke to me. I'm like, when I would think of my ideal customers, like, oh, she's going to wear this to this. When she goes to like, you know, celebrate like her sister's engagement, like this is what she's wearing. When you connect with who your ideal customer is, it truly connects you to your inventory, like without a doubt and what you're offering. And instantly, I feel like when you really get crystal clear on that of who your ideal customer is, things just start moving as long as you're paying attention and actuallying for her, not just what everybody else is carrying. Did you, you know, I think you can really relate because like you said, you've been in business a little while and you had hip surgery. I feel like the older you get recovery from anything with your body, is just like longer and longer. And you're, yeah. you know, and it kind of makes you depressed, like having to come back mm-hmm. from that. Do you feel like some of the work we did or what advice would you give around how you shifted things and, and really got into gear last? Like, I feel like you went from like zero to 60 last oh, yeah. year in just a couple months. Yeah. And it is the mindset. Then that's what the classes helped with for me. Like 100% because 
So to answer your question, yeah, I, I'm a mom. I have two boys, one that just started sixth grade this year, one that's fourth grade. I was a stay-at-home mom for nine years. Um, yeah, I had like this crazy hip surgery and all this crazy stuff. So I, I feel you on like busy, the chaotic, all the things. And I was in a bad, not a really a terrible place, but it was more like I felt unmotivated because I felt overwhelmed. And I realized that the reason why I felt overwhelmed is because my mindset wasn't right and I was focusing on the wrong things. So because my mindset was messed up, I was focusing on all the things like I was giving every reason why I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that or I didn't have time and I didn't this. But when my mindset changed and I started with positive affirmations and just declaring that, yes, I can do this. I have time in the day to get done the things that I need to get done for my business and myself. And that I truly, that's why like I picked mindset is like the most important part of not only boutique basics, if you've taken that, but with six figure, it gets even deeper with that. And it's because of, and I'm not saying like the class is like a magic button, like you take the class and poof, everything's better. You have to put the work in. And because I did, and I followed the workbooks, I did the work, did the mindset work. I did the work digging into my numbers and everything. Things gradually increased, but it started with me having to own up to the fact of where I was messing up and being like, nope, the only reason this isn't happening is because of me. So I have to refocus. I have to think positively, but it's tough. So I, I feel you on that with being that overwhelmed. Yeah, I feel like the class just helped me overall organize my thoughts. And mm -hmm. I feel like when you can organize your thoughts, that can seriously, like your thoughts of what's going on in your own head can either kill your motivation or like propel you and it 100% from all the readjustment with the classes and working with Emily 100% propelled me because when I right before I started basics I was at like 1800 to 2000 a month in sales and I gradually during boutique basics went up by like a thousand one month 1500 the next and it was this gradual thing that has gotten me to where I am now which I'm happy for I don't want it to be overnight because that's 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 one of my fears that I hear a lot and the quicker it grows the quicker it comes away but I think one of the things you tapped on to there was like you did the work like you were just mm -hmm. like all right I'm ready to change like I'm kind of sick and tired of myself like I've, <laughs> I've been in that same spot where I'm just like kind of sick of my own stuff, you know, but I remember you posting, like, I'm putting the affirmations in my phone. I'm like, I'm setting reminders during the day to like, keep me focused. Like you really did implement. And if I'm only so good as the people who show up and who do the implementation work. So you're just great proof and a great testament to kind of deciding that you were ready to go, you know? And I think the universe really showed up for you in September when you you know, you had thought about having a brick and mortar, right? But it wasn't really in the like short-term plan. It was a little more longer term. Yeah. Yeah. It was more like eh, maybe one day if it happens, it happens. And then everything just sort of with the sales increasing, inevitably my inventory increased. It was taking over my house and my husband is pretty much like, um, yeah, like we have a rancher. Like I'm not some like buku bucks, like huge house. Nope, I got a rancher. So it was the entire basement. My kids are mad at me. I took over their like video game area. Like it was bad. And then, so it was pretty much like, okay, I either need a warehouse or a store. 
And I did the math and it was like 87% of my customers were local as in within 15 to 20 minutes of me. So everything just sort of, I was kind of glancing at some spaces, got a phone call from a friend um, who saw a space and I jumped on it and holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, so let's talk about the jump from moving into your brick and mortar because this is something, again, I really want people to see the fact that like, because people come in blazing into the fashion truck tribe, you know, our, our Facebook group. Um, the big one. And they're like, you know, my goal, I'm, I'm online, and, but my goal is to have a brick and mortar. And that was your goal too. And I would love for you to talk about the shift of like, so you're saying my inventory grew, my sales grew, I was growing out of space, boom, I opened. What did your numbers jump in that time too? Like, was it, cause that was something we've talked about. And I've talked about too, is, you know, it, is it cannibalizing the online store? Is it, how did it all kind of shake out? Because it's a big shift. It was a massive shift and it took a lot of reworking because when you're just online, your inventory kind of has to play well together because when you have the pictures, but it's totally different in a store when you're having your color stories and merchandising things and the way that you're having things together. So it was a lot of extra work, but numbers wise, I was at like my sales, like what they jumped to. At the end of the summer, like when I first took the classes, I was growing by like a thousand to fifteen hundred a month. Come July, I was at five a month, five thousand a month, and then August was five, September was ten, October was ten, December's twenty, January was twenty. Or I'm sorry, November was twenty. January or December was twenty. So it it went from going up kind of gradually, which was attainable and fine, like by like a thousand to a couple thousand a month to like doubling months. So it took a little bit of adjusting as in like when I, um, I did have to invest in a little bit more inventory when I came into the store, because obviously like more space to fill. Um, It's not just in my basement hanging on random racks that I'm like packaging up. Um, But the shift I've actually maintained because when you're online, you have customers possibly all over the world or at least all over the U.S. And if you're looking to shift into the brick and mortar for me, I didn't want to alienate those customers that were shopping from all over. So I've still maintained having my online store. I just don't have all of the same inventory in both places because it's too hard to manage like one single pack available in store and online. Sure. So I try to, um, that's like one piece of advice is either try to have a separate inventory for some things. And then maybe the things, you know, you want in both places, a pack for in the store and a pack for online or definitely. And I still do Facebook live sales. So that's a really fun part of my business that I swear if you are, what do I do about my sales? I have to do this, but you haven't gone live. Like even if you're not selling live. Even if you just practice by like styling an outfit and I wanted to show it and just to kind of dip your toe in it and get used to just being um, in front of your audience, in front of your customers. Um, But I swear, like they love it. And that is what has definitely propelled me because during COVID um, and everything kind of being shut down here in, I'm in Maryland, we were completely, all stores had to shut down, I think in April and weren't allowed to reopen until June. We're lucky for me, I hadn't even 
gotten the store at that, that point. But right now I'm even at a 25% capacity. Okay. Facebook Live. And if you're online, there are so many boutiques online that you kind of have to go live, especially you, um, because people don't have any way of connecting with you or being like, why do I want to buy from her? Why do I want to buy from this boutique? If you're just like having different models and nobody knows your story, nobody knows who you are. I think that's what's definitely helped me a lot is on the lives. People get to know me. And then when they come in the store, they see me and I'm my model. I model my clothes. I have some other girls come in too, but um, I've really shown up as the face of my business and people, I think, appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's so much in terms of just personal branding that goes mm-hmm. into having a boutique. And even if you have, you are larger and you are growing and you add a couple people and sometimes they do lives and sometimes you, or you do them together or right. Because I think, you know, if you are just starting out, you have to show up. People yeah. want to know you. Yeah. And then it's just a slow transition. And I mean, even in my own consulting business now, you know, we have two coaches that help me out. And I think as long as it's your original voice, it's your brand, and you're the one overseeing everything, I don't think there's a problem with people seeing someone that has a different color hair than you, different yep. body shape, different exactly. Shape. Right. Like, so I, I think there is definitely validity into like bringing people in as you grow, but, yes. but really making it simple. Right. Cause I think one of the things that we really try to focus on in the courses is keeping it simple, like mm-hmm. not overcomplicating it not trying to add to all the things you have to do being like, wait, 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 let's like strip everything down and like focus on what really works. So tell me for you, what do you feel like were the big things outside of mindset that kind of moved the needle for you in terms of growing to, to this point? Definitely understanding. Like, it's so funny. Like my husband and I were talking about this cause I was like stumped. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, each week, each workbook had like so much good things. I'm like, I just don't, but honestly, it's the stuff that's not glamorous and not fun. It's like, the numbers, it's the cash flow. It's the stuff that nobody wants to do. But I swear to you, if you don't get a hold of that and understand it, um, first off, get a bookkeeper. And if you don't have a hold on that, it's just kind of like it's a recipe for disaster. So even though it's the not glamorous stuff, it just is kind of like boo, like nobody wants to do this. It really matters a lot. Like all of us want to pick out fun clothes, like duh, you know. <laughs> We all want to sell our clothes. Of course, we want to style them. We want everybody to like see them and love them. And, you know, we want a beautiful Facebook feed. But when it really comes down to it, you, you got to have a good understanding of the not so fun stuff. If you expect to manage everything well, if you expect to grow, um, you have to understand the ins and outs of like what money's coming into your business, what's going out, because that really allows you to fine tune like, oh crap, wow, I have way too much inventory on hand. Here's what I need to do to move this stuff so that way I can buy more. I can get ready for the next season. And if you don't have a grasp on that, like that's where I was. Like it was, I was just kind of all over the place. I was just kind of like, cool, like that, gonna buy it, like that, gonna buy it. There wasn't like a real plan as to what's coming up next, what needs to be marked down. How much do I have on hand? How much do I need? Do I need to buy or do I need to sell right now? And really understanding that, like you, you can't grow, you can't make money if you're, if you're spending too much money. Yeah. And I think what you're saying too, about the, like constantly chasing the next new great thing, Mm -hmm. that next 
great new thing might not be right for you. And guess what? The data is going to tell you what the last great thing for you was. So you can base it off the last great thing. I love that you're talking about that because I do think there is this, you know, whether it's based on competition or keeping up or just our own sense of like enoughness or doing enough, Mm -hmm. right? There is always that sense of like, what's the next, what's the next, which you have to have the healthy appetite for trend and for moving yourself and your customers forward. But I will tell you, I have helped businesses grow so much from taking what they did right and saying, let's do it again, shift it, change it, because we don't actually have to reinvent the wheel every week when we jump on Fashion Go. We could actually create some patterns and, and learn from that. And I think it's great you're talking about that because, you know, I try to think of what separates level one from level two, right? Bootcamp from Blueprint. And I think really the people in Blueprint that are moving into it and graduate from it they have this sort of calmness of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I kind of have a handle on what's going on now. And I, like you said, I know what's important. That's what I always try to think. I think in bootcamp, everyone comes in hot, like what's, what's the right social media strategy? What would you like, you know, but by, by the time we calm you down, hold on, hold on. Then you come to blueprint and you're like a little more open. You're a little more ready. You know, you're a little more confident. Like what was a big light bulb moment for you? Pricing, product assortment, mindset, et cetera. I mean, I think you said definitely mindset, but was there anything around pricing or product assortment where you really were like, Ooh, I'm doing that wrong. Or, Ooh, I'm, I really did that right. And I'm didn't realize it. Oh, definitely. Lots of, Oh, I did that wrong. Like so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> When you really look at it, it's kind of like there wasn't one moment per se, but more of when you're forced to really look at it, you see where the holes are, you see what you have too much of, not enough of in your assortment. And it really, it's kind of one of those things where some people sell, like most of us sell like the most tops, but then you realize, oh, wait a minute, but I have like, I have like two bottoms, like people can't make an outfit really. And So that kind of had everything, but I think the biggest thing for me of all of that with the numbers and inventory and everything was learning about like weeks on hand. That was huge for me because I think I had like, (laughs) at the time when we first did this, I was like, I felt like I could have, what's the saying of like, you know, if you have like food stock, you could sort of like survive like a, (laughs) let's a pandemic, you know? Oh yeah. I had so much stuff and it just didn't make any sense. And I was like, wow, why am I still buying more? Like I have so much stuff. So I did, it forced me to put a freeze on my buying and really rework what I had to move it. So that way I was in a better place. So I would say that understanding how much inventory I sold on average per week versus how much I had on hand and really understanding those numbers really helped me get a better hold on my buying for sure. And, and this is where, how do you know how much to have on hand? And, you know, that's one of the things in, in Blueprint, we really teach you how to break it down. Once you have your product assortment set up, now it's like, well, it's going to depend mm-hmm. on, like, we should look at gifts differently than clothing. And we should look at gifts. I mean, gift stores, man, I have coached some gift stores that have kitchen stuff and have bathroom things. And, and then they have true gifts, right? And so I think... There's also looking at it by department and sort of breaking it down. And sure, you should always have four to six weeks on hand, but of what, right? Like, you know, is it more of this or more of that? So that's the thing too, is I think it does really help as we teach you how to break down those numbers and look at your inventory management separate from your financial accounting. They're different. They need to be assessed different. 
I've yet to meet a bookkeeper who can talk to me intelligently about inventory management. So if you're out there, call me. I want to chat. It's a different like modality of looking at the numbers. So are you in a pattern now where you're buying weekly or are you like spaced out a little bit more and, and sort of buying? I'm buying more ahead now. And I only buy like each week if I have to fill in. So I'm in a better pattern now of like, I have things planned out. Um, not necessarily for like the whole next season, because I just don't buy that way. I just feel like that's kind of old school. But I, I'm not buying every single week, only if I had like some kind of crazy blowout weekend where I'm like, where'd everybody come from? Holy crap. Okay, I got to restock some stuff. But for the most part, no. And just because you may have seen it in your store or on your site or hanging on the rack for a while, like I, I move things that I've had and then people come in and, is this new? When'd you get this? And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, girlfriend, I've had that since August. It's just like that, those two pieces that like didn't, you know, and I moved it around or I've had that for like a month and, you know, and then making sure. So another big thing that made me think of if it's something that's not moving, like the whole style, like sometimes maybe it's just a bad thing. Like you just miss the mark and it happens. It, it still happens to me periodically. Like I think I love an item, but then when I get it, I'm like, mm, maybe not. But Happens. The marking down, it's like, as you're selling, you have to make sure too, that that's another thing in the class that I learned is properly as things age of what to do with them pricing wise and everything. And that really does keep things flowing and it keeps people buying. You know, one of the things that I actually, in my new book that we just finished writing, which will come out this year, I talk about this, like sort of, there's this pattern of retail where we have four really good months and then we sort of have two months that are a little weird and January and February are the two months after the four months September to December that were killer and so we have this weird in between time just like I feel like July and August are kind of a weird in between time I think we have to sort of plan for that and know it's going to be a little weird and also see what what opportunities there are. I talked to someone the other day and she said, I wake up every day and I think, how can I serve my customers? How can I help my customers? And I, I feel like that's, you know, how I try to teach. But if someone was on the fence about six figure boutique blueprint, if someone's on the fence, what is your, like, you know, I'm sure you get people that message you that are like, Bob, what do you think? What would you say to them to kind of get them over the fence? Oh my gosh. Like there is no negative. <laughs> I feel like for me, I just... There are so many things that I have gained from it that I seriously like would want to cry now to think about where I would be with my business had I not done it. It's like, I know I wouldn't have my storefront. I know my sales wouldn't be what they are. I know I wouldn't be hiring people. You know, I know I wouldn't be doing all those things because before doing it, it's like I, I couldn't get out of my own way because I was all over the place. And it really kind of sectioned everything off as to each thing, why it's important and how to not really how to control it, but like how to, I guess, control it, like with manage the numbers, the, yeah, how to manage it, like how to manage like with the cash flow, the inventory, your merchandising, branding, all those different things that are taught in it. It's just kind of like this whole big picture that now I'm like, oh my gosh, like why was I on the fence about this? Because in between when I finished, boutique um, blueprint I was just kind of like I don't know am I ready for this like should I do that and then yes normally I just like my train of thought generally because <laughs> I'm kind of hyperactive is just like eh, F it. let's just do it let's 
So I signed up for it and it's seriously the best thing that I have ever done for, again, not just my business, myself, because the mindset work, the, the vision work, the thoughts of what's going on in your head and how to like think just from a place of abundance and it trickles into every area of your life. And my husband has commented on it. My friends have commented on it. My family has commented on it. I just feel like all around a better, happier, more fulfilled person in general. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the course. I love hearing it because, you know, I believe so deeply in, in the course. Obviously I created it. It's my words. And it's funny that you said you get sick of things. Like I, I don't get sick of this program, but I wrote the whole freaking curriculum. Right. But I feel like the work in this course, I forget how powerful it is, but it truly is. And I think when you commit the way that you did, cause you know, listen, I can do this. I can write all this, but if you don't do the work, it is not going to do anything, nope. you know? So I will always credit you and, and any student who has changed because it's them. So I love that you said that. I, I'm so glad that you joined me to just tell a little bit about your story, teach a little bit about it. Like I really, it's so nice to hear from you. I mean, I know we like DM on Instagram. <laughs> keep me updated on what's going on. You send me pictures of the store. I freaking love it. But I'm just, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so like, oh, I'm thank so you. that you came into my world and that you trusted me and that you trusted the process and you, you put yourself into it. And I think that's really, to me, like that's the transformation. It's just so cool to think that you have your store in Maryland and it's awesome. I'm excited, but yeah, it's definitely that you have to be ready to do the work and it's not necessarily like, oh my gosh, like really hard as in like, oh, you got to prep and be ready for it. It's just like, no, you honestly, the only thing holding you back is just, you got to get out of your own head and just do it. Yeah. Really? It's not law school. <laughs> it's not med school. No. You know, it's, we're just learning about how to sell more clothes. Because <laughs> <laughs> ultimately it's like, we want to make money doing this. I'm like, as much as I love this, it's not just a hobby. Like, I'm sorry. I spend too many hours doing this and not make money doing it. No, thank you. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, Laura, I could talk to you for hours and hours. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Have you been waiting to join six figure boutique blueprint? I bet you have. Guess what? Doors are opening very soon, like this week soon. And we are so excited to announce that six figure boutique blueprint is now a 12 month experience. That's right. You heard me correctly. We are going for a full year. You'll get great bonuses when you sign up, including our Facebook ads and a weekend course. Plus, if you pay in full, you'll receive a 30 minute one on one call with Emily. So if you're wondering if six figure boutique blueprint is for you, it is for you. If you have already taken our level one course boutique basics boot camp. Or if you're making anywhere from two to 3,000 up to $12,000 a month, and you are ready to take your business to the next level. This is a level two course. This is deeper into mindset, product assortment, specific marketing tools, Facebook ads. Yes, this is the course where she teaches you Facebook ads and so much more. Six Figure Boutique Blueprint officially opens on Thursday, May 20th. We will leave a link in the show notes to get on the wait list. We hope to see you in the course.